Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of Reactivate, the Extreme Robots podcast. And we, of course, as always, are delighted to be sponsored by our partner, Get Ready Comics, for all of your lounge, flo- lounge fly Funko Pops, for all of your comic book needs and anything to do with geekdom, head to getreadycomics.com. And we have a very special guest today, probably way too cool for me and my uh, my uh, cohort here, my, uh, my commentator, and indeed uh, my Podcast co-host Chris Wilkins. We've got Mark Reed. Look at him. Look at him. Oh. He's, he's so lovely. How, How have I ended up being are? the least cool person in my own podcast? And yeah, I, I definitely don't qualify for that, but I very much appreciate that introduction, Glenn. Thank you. Very well, much. You, uh, you saw all, all the uh, <laughs> I've got around here. Um, uh, you'd think I was sponsored by Get Ready Comics, if I'm honest. I know. You may well, well you, be by the end of this, Mark. You two. You two and your, your Funko Pops. So <laughs> we are like, delighted to have Mark with us. Oh, look at that. Yeah, oh, isn't that one of those good. really, really rare ones? Like a bit like Darth, uh, Darth Punk, but that's what it's inspired by. But it's actually a Freddy Funko. Anyway, anyway. Well, we're just sat here with you know uh, pop star, Brit Award winner, oh, um, a, all that stuff. West, you know, he's been in the West End, and also one of the best things of all, Mark, is you used to be a presenter on the show. I never knew that until recently. That's right. Me and uh, Chris very kindly invited me along and I absolutely loved it. We did it quite a few times uh, on one of the earlier tours before it before it blew up the way it has now. I mean, from what I've seen of it online, it just looks incredible. It looks better than ever. So in a way, I'd, I'd kind of like to come back if that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> you will, well, you uh, will always be welcome. The only thing I didn't like standing out the front with you, mate, I look like the, the, the boy band member that retired a long, long time ago. You oh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, well, you're, you're the you're the boy band member that we always needed. Oh, bless you, mate. Me and Mark, me and Mark were just <laughs> having a quick chat about this actually, because speaking of the weirdest looking boy bands, at Chris's wedding, we did stand out as the groom's party, like the strangest boy band in history. There was people like you said, you know, Mark and Ben from A One, and then there was people like me and your mate Chris who were just. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't strange at all. <laughs> it was, yeah, would have been a great, great, great vocal band. It would have been very, very good indeed. Oh, to be fair, <laughs> vocally we'd have smashed it. <laughs> Absolutely! Wow, all those influences. Bit of Buddy Holly in there. Yeah, oh yeah, um, bit of Buddy Holly. Oh, yeah. Oh man, that would have been amazing. Could've done a rock and roll version of "Take on Me." <laughs> oh, has it been done? It probably. I don't. Has. I mean, I think well, probably. Just about probably every has. version of that song has been done under the sun. But um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there's. Yeah, there's a fantastic reason, Chris, before we obviously, we've got lots of stuff to talk about. Mark got so much stuff. But we should really set the context here is that Mark, as well as being uh, a fantastic supporter of Extreme Robots and indeed a supporter of myself and, and Chris, and we've known each other for a great many years and we've all been involved in the entertainment industry in different uh, respects. But that music, that music that you hear every single robot here come out to, that music that indeed we implore you to chant along with to make the ground shake, for example, when Team Quake comes off, Every single theme that we've had up till this year has been bespoke by one Brit Award winning Mark Reed. And honestly, Mark, I know you haven't been for a couple of years, but the music and in, in, particularly in, um, in conjunction with the visuals that we now have mm. and the pyro and the explosions and the CO2 and the pro wrestling element of it. it mm. I mean, what you did was you wrote essentially pro wrestling theme tunes for Extreme Robots. And I think it's fabulous. And as a musician myself, I've got so many questions, but... My, my kind of my starting point was what 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 inspires you and what inspired you to create those themes for those teams oh well thanks again for that brilliant introduction but uh firstly 
Um, it, it starts with Chris. It starts really with Chris getting in touch with me and telling me what plans he's got for the show and obviously working with you and, and how you're planning on taking it to the next level. And um, we actually did some things several years back where there was a, there was like um there was like a scientist wasn't there you had these videos of the scientist in the intro which was brilliant we you did know, we had a we had a, a judge that was basically yes. like a that's a, right a, our version of sort of like a mad scientist sort of thing yes yes so so we'd already done some of the visuals and some of the uh the music way way back and uh, um but when when you introduce these new teams it pretty much started with just seeing the team names and seeing the the great logos that you had drawn up uh, i'm just going to get the uh get the album up on apple music <laughs> there you go i was just in case you, where is it available? I've, I've already got i've already got the plug in they're ready ready with a plug um, just so well I interestingly can... enough i was looking through the, the playlist because one thing that chris always pushes as well is that the, the, oh. indeed the the ep extreme robots is available that, on apple music it, available on amazon it's, it's everywhere is. Uh, it absolutely is and here we are there it is the extreme robots <laughs> album and uh, i think it all really just as i say it started with the seeing the logo for the band um and l l like you you could say i'm a huge wrestling fan and have been pretty much most of my life actually i was thinking about it recently i first started watching in 91 um uh, uh yeah long well, probably most of your extreme robots audience weren't even born um <laughs> what was your then, first wrestlemania do you remember my which first, was the, my, the first wrestlemania that i watched was wrestlemania 8 i was aware of it at wrestlemania 7 but the first one that i watched with friends was wrestlemania 8 um well you are uh, officially but, one year ahead of me because the first wrestlemania i watched was the wrestlemania 9 at caesar's palace where they all came out in togas well it's a wonder you ever stuck with it Mania in history. Even as a young kid, I think <laughs> there was something up with that WrestleMania. I don't know what it was. It just like everything about it. Like uh, what is it? Um, Undertaker being put out with uh, oh with giant Gonzalez, giant Gonzalez, and everything. But but one of, one of the things that was always very uh, a big part of my love for wrestling was the music, hmm. the themes of Jim Johnson, and and just the music is such a big part of the show um and it's still to this day the catchy theme tunes and they've really sort of uh brought the audience into the show with themes like seth rollins uh like the sing-along aspect although his theme tune drives me nuts because it's pretty much just three notes and it just drives you mad um and i at least tried with the themes that we did for extreme robots to to, to have a little bit more uh sing-along ability to them and um uh, they they may have some in some way slightly been inspired by some of those themes in wrestling. Uh, I can't hide it. You, it's it's very hard to hide. Um, I mean, a great many of about, the, the entertainment themes in Extreme Robots are derived from other forms of entertainment. Yeah. So, so I think, particularly as a songwriter as well, there's you know, well, we we will have followed the Ed Sheeran case that came out recently about oh, there's yeah. only certain there's only so many notes. There are only yeah, so many right. notes and only so yeah. many melodies. Uh, but you did a fantastic job. And what I love about some of the themes, Mark, to give the devil his due, is that you have chosen so many different thematic little things that make themes from other. So, for example, when it starts going a little bit muse in the Team Inferno theme halfway yeah. through, yeah. and and I love that that what you do with themes is you develop them. This is a musicianship thing because yeah, The Rock absolutely. isn't a multi-millionaire movie star because he could do a sweet 450. Mm. He's mm. a multi-millionaire movie star because he was incredibly charismatic and he could yeah. engage a crowd. And he had a wicked 
introduction. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, the same yeah. as Stone Cold Steve Austin. The second you hear that glass break, it doesn't matter what he does in the ring. You've mm. already got the whole audience behind you because of just that single glass shattering. And and you're absolutely right with the, the intros, having that little drop moment where you 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 start the music off, but then you just bring it down for the for the entertainer, for the performer to have a little moment, to breathe it in, to take it all in. And then up we go. And it's all about changing gears. And I try to do that with music. The first thing I do, I don't think of it like, oh, I'm writing a jingle or I'm writing a catchy little piece of music. I treat it like uh, writing a song. Um, so which if you think about a lot of the best wrestling theme tunes, some of them are instrumental, but some of them are just great songs. And uh, they may actually have been edited. So they actually work as a theme tune. But with like uh, we make the ground shake, uh, that's, mm -hmm. that's the whole song in itself. And um, and as you pointed out with the, the, the muse influences, there were definitely some muse influences there as well. Uh, and I just wanted to do just just do great songs that people would enjoy that also happen to work in the context of, you know, the uh, the arena and, 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 and the robots. So they do such that, a good first and foremost. Sorry, Chris. They say they do such a good job of 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 sort of elaborating on the personalities that are going to be in that team. So mm -hmm. as soon as you hear it, you get a sense of the sort of you know, the scale of the show and the robots and things, but also what a little bit of what they're about, you know, that, that mm. sort of edge that they have to them in the same way as the wrestling. As soon as you hear it, you kind of know what mm. their personality is going to be like to some extent. Mm. And you really, mm -hmm. you really get that. You know, you said make the ground shake and uh, the start of it, it was very much led by Aftershock, this big, powerful, aggressive Absolutely. robot. You knew exactly what you were getting you know, getting yourself in for there. So it does such a good job of letting the audience know, particularly, you know, we're going to new venues this year. They're going to hear that music and we're trying to get them used to the concept of the show with the teams and things like that. But as soon as you hear that music, you go, okay, I'm getting a sense of what these people are all about. So it's such an integral part of, of what we do. Yeah. And I mean, it's the same with the wrestling. Whenever one well-known wrestler moves to another organization and their music is different, it's just not the same. It's like, oh, you know, I, I never got behind Hulk. I'm showing my age, obviously. I never got behind Hulk Hogan's WCW music. I was just like, mm, not quite. Even though it was done by Jimmy Hart, who's Jimmy Hart is was uh, one of the greatest composers of wrestling themes. Some many people might not realize he actually did the Shawn Michaels theme and and many, and Bret Hart, Bret the Hitman Hart, classic theme. So it's all about just uh, coming up with music that sets the mood, sets the energy. And uh, as 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 I looked at those pictures and the little videos that you did, it was just very inspirational. And also just looking at the robots as well. You know, mm -hmm. um, you obviously like looking at the major damage. I only have to, and I've obviously seen major damage many times. I only have to look at that and then like instantly I've I'm getting really hardcore metal riffs and just mm -hmm. the most fire and the most powerful kind of music that you could produce when you see uh, a robot like that and and that, that's that's really where it starts it's the same with writing any piece of music you want to be inspired by the artist so if you're writing for a particular artist you you, you know they they're the most important component because what they bring to it is kind of inspires you to go from there really and this is why it's so it's so much better so much more incredible extreme robots to have someone like yourself a brit award winner writing bespoke music am, instead am of I picking I, 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 <laughs> for those who are just listening I, uh, it's just know, over oh, his right hand shoulder oh, have, I, have, I, have, I, have i left it there did i oh, oh no, there, there is a nice youtube uh, um oh, there's a youtube one as well yeah, oh that goodness was much more impressive if i'm honest <laughs> 
<laughs> I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. I think that's harder to get these days than a Brit. So what was that um, one for? Because you didn't have that. I didn't. I don't think I've ever seen that one before, mate. Well, uh, A1 has, I don't know, over 200,000 subscribers. And you get one of those for every 100 that's 1,000 subscribers. So I really should actually have two. Uh, I'd love to say it's for my 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 channel, but no, I'm a little well, way off. No, you're a little way off, but your channel is banging <laughs> banging along, and indeed, yeah, I, I there's like, some fun stuff on there. There's some there's fantastic some stuff. stuff on there. I urge everyone to go oh, and have a link. Mark Reed official, uh, Mark Reed official. Sorry, on uh, on YouTube. Oh, um, but, and and also, if you look at those those videos as well, there's a lovely tie into uh, you know to get ready comics as well because. Uh, Mark, you are obviously a fan of all things geeky as well, and there Absolutely. are lots of amazing videos of some of the things that Mark's collected over the years. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Every Good time he sends too. me a picture of what he's bought, I have to just not <laughs> tell, tell my wife. There we go. All, there we oh, go. I'm, I'm, I'm plugging a, a friend's wrestling book there, actually. Um, <laughs> probably got to you about the, like, uh, the, the book that he made. Um, with your incredible collection. the Hasbro collection because I actually have all of the Hasbro wrestling figures. But going back wow. to what you were saying, Glenn, about the, um, yes, the Warner Chapel library music, there are some very, very famous wrestling themes that are heavily overused library pieces of music. I think most mm. notably is probably the Hardy Boys theme tune. Uh, yes, Booker yes. Theme tune, Booker T's theme tune, and even the NWO Wolfpack music. They're not Wolfpack, the original NWO. Well, I, I, I've very... got one for you, Mark. I have got but, one. I mean, for like, you. think about the Hardy Boys. That was used in so many generic, <laughs> uh, but it's actually the most famous, one of the most famous wrestling things ever, and that they can't really go anywhere without it now. It's just, but it's actually been used. We, we can, we can it, talk about it got? here. We can talk mm. about it here because we aren't a wrestling podcast, so we're allowed to yeah. say his name. But the amount of times I hear Chris Benoit's music are used oh, on so many different yeah. television programs. Yeah. And every time I'm like, oh, do they know? Do they know? Do they know that this that music is probably most popular on national television? But yes, yeah, that's reasons. why you got to separate so, the, the, the art from the artists and things like that, isn't it? Well, but also he didn't choose that music or write yeah, it, no. but it's a generic piece of, and like, like Mark's saying, it's, it's industry, it's, you know, it's, it's overused music. So when I don't have to go on to a library and choose some overused music and I get given on day one, oh, by the way, did you know Mark built, made all of these themes? I was like, well, that's that sort of, isn't it? Where, where, I don't, I don't have to worry about music for the rest of my career in extreme robots absolutely so when i introduced your music out the front now mark i'm gonna Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna mention the brit award anymore i'm gonna say he's got a plaque from youtube (laughs) (laughs) i i i really do enjoy the music i i uh that i did for the show and there's obviously more there's the the actual battle arena music as well and and some other themes that we've done over the years and and i hope i get to do some more uh and i can't wait to come back and see see the, the new show and um, uh, yeah, I, I just to talk a little bit more about the themes that I, that I did. Here we go. So yes, oh, of course, Team Inferno. Team is off now. This is not going to come across very well, but so then that I I wanted to start off with something that actually sounded like you know the start of an old arcade game or an old you know retro eight bit video game. Uh, before things kick off it's almost like you need the intro to the theme you need a little bit that sort of starts it off uh just to kind of as as you were saying it's like it's having a drop and just having the moment for the team to sort of breathe it in but i would i tell you i would love to hear your audiences sing along to some of these songs so i can't wait to come along well, particularly and, uh, team team quake does indeed right, make the right. ground shake that is a, that is a, that is oh. by design 
Yeah, Will's really leaned into that. And what's lovely now, Mark, as well, and I think you all enjoy seeing is because obviously, you know, people are, are starting to gravitate towards their favourite teams now. They're turning up in, you know, the team tops. They're getting the foam hands with the teams on it. And they're the really starting hands. to yeah. interact with their the team's captains a lot more. And, and we've added in a, a new thing over the last couple of years, which is the, uh, the fan token, the XR bonus, where they have Ooh. an influence on which team get sort of a chance to get more points in the second half of the show. And, you know, everywhere we go, the the sort of the audience have a different personality that they like. You know, Mm. one show we have um, Team Divinity will get it. So you get that nice, mild-mannered sort of nutty professor that's Craig. And then we'll go somewhere else and we'll get Shane from the Wolfpack is the most popular and he'll get the fan token because everyone loves a bad boy. Um, (laughs) So it's really interesting how all that plays out. And it is literally like watching you know, a, a, a pro wrestling event at, at times now with the, the personalities and the stories that are forming. And and a lot of those stories are formed just purely by what's going on in the arena. You know, it's it's, it's not the only the big difference between wrestling is it's sorry, guys, if uh, anyone's going to be upset by this, but the stories are not predetermined. So um, there we go. I remember as a kid, <laughs> which was... which, by the way, Chris, we have said on numerous occasions on that on this podcast, our lives would be so much easier if it was. Oh, it... <laughs> Absolutely. But I can remember as a kid when I discovered that and it broke my heart. But like, you know, we we every week we have to just you're, kind of deal I, I, you with can't say there. the F word. You're such a purist, like a pure wrestling fan that you won't can't say, say it. Well, it's, not pre- it's pretty and no. I love that. Yeah. I love that. You can't well, there's nothing it. fake about getting dropped on your head. One thing that me and Chris have been talking about recently, Mark, is that we if th- there is always. A a concept, and we spoke to Andy Collins a couple of weeks ago, who used to um, be the presenter for the warm-up post for for Robot Wars, and we asked him as well: Do did the robots kind of just play it safe? Did they did they you know was there a was there a lot of sparring for Mm. two minutes and then not much contact? But we have really made a rod for our own backs, and one thing I implore everybody to enjoy this year at the tour is there is no holding back. And Chris, I'll, I'll put this to you: there, there is there's really no holding back in Extreme Robot Show, and I think in a lot of ways that it's adrenaline that does that, and the music is so important in that mm. respect. Oh, absolutely, and I think you know when when a when a really difficult three minute battle has taken place, and we announce the winners, and that music kicks in, and the audience because the audience hear the music pretty much before I announce who's won. And as soon as they hear that first chord and they, you know, they begin to know what that is, the audience immediately react to that. And again, you get that adrenaline rush. But yeah, just to follow on from what Glenn was saying there, because of the the nature of the sort of the fights and not being predetermined, we have to kind of adapt our story and our thinking on the fly all the time. It's equivalent of throwing the X's up Mm. with the referees as they would do all the time. Um, and so, mm. but we do like to have, you know, the story element running through it. So the audience understands that there are some grudge matches out the back. This this robot's never lost a fight before. It's Roman Reigns. It hasn't been beaten for three years. It's it's <laughs> Michael. His robot never loses. But could he? Could you see him lose for the first time? The crossovers are huge. The, the difficult thing for us is we don't, you know, we build up this robot. We don't even know once it's in the arena whether it's going to work because that's the nature of robots. And we just have to, to put draw- our faith in it. To draw a comparison to two companies that recently merged together in, um, with Endeavor, uh, with the UFC, we are slightly more Dana White than we are Vince McMahon because there are going to be whoever we want to win may not necessarily win. And that may happen repeatedly over the season and we may have a new star. And that's the, the beautiful storytelling element of it is that um, I think when I, when I kind of lost my 
vavavoom for wrestling towards the end of my run there. Uh, I've re- history robots has rekindled it because mm. there is this these are genuine, honest to goodness people who are far more intelligent and creative, by the way, than I ever ever like conceived. When you see the insides of these these robots and they explain the ins and outs of it, and I'm going, oh, I'm out front just shouting about how great you are and there's music and there's explosions, but actually to think that that level of of incredible dynamism in this field and robotics is able to build something a hundred and ten kilogram robot. They deserve to have the, the, the plaudits. They deserve yeah. to be sent out there with with Absolutely. everything that can make them a star. And and Mark, I know that you you will obviously understand that it, 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 music is very important about presenting oneself as a star and how important it is to 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 be kind of identifiable almost in branding to an extent. Mm. I think music is everything. I mean, I, I can't overstate how much of an important part, obviously, of my life it is. And I am one of those people that I hear music everywhere in every single day. I kind of think uh, uh, like in my head, I, I just hear a John Williams soundtrack playing all day long, wherever I go. <laughs> um, and, uh, but no, I, I do think back to the shows that I've seen and the, the incredible work that goes into building those robots. And I, I actually would understand, even though I know that this is not the case, I would understand if they did just spar and hold it back because if I had to spend weekend weeks building months even building a mm-hmm. robot and then it went into one battle and just got destroyed, I'd be heartbroken. So I'd imagine it's it's not a case of blood, sweat, and tears. It's probably oil, sweat, and tears. But <laughs> I do I do wonder if there are tears where people see one of their creations getting absolutely massacred because it it would it would break my heart. But obviously I, I would imagine that they probably make them so that they're quite durable so that they can do do like a quick fix if one of them does get damaged but yeah i i, I think I, some I, are quicker to fix than others yeah by yeah, the looks yeah. of things so yeah. some actually get completely shattered oh yeah well, yeah, yeah particularly this well, past Chris year will... we've had yeah this yeah. past year we've had um a few robots so they've gone you know what it's better to start again because the rebuild right. is so complicated and sometimes you look at it and you go well there's nothing on the surface that seems obvious but the sort of the the physical force that they've been hit with is shattered things inside that have just caused mm. so much damage um it's it's incredible to see but you know it's also you you feel terrible in some respects but then you look at them <laughs> and they're like i get to build it again i get right, to build right. a new one awesome. i get to make it yeah. better all of those mm. things uh, Mark, one of the things i wanted to speak to you about because you know mm. you've traveled all over the world with audiences you understand that rapport with fans and you know an audiences but the other thing as well is that you also really understand is like um, that geeky fan base from going to comic cons and obviously having presented uh, the show and been around it, how would you describe like a, a robot fighting audience? Because they are phenomenal in terms of like, you know, their support for us and, and mm-hmm. coming to see the shows and, you know, getting in touch with us, giving us ideas. What's it like being in front of a crowd that is so into something like that, almost like that geeky comic con fan base that we get? They're the best. They're the best kind of audiences because they're already there and they're willing to, to you know, participate to get involved. Uh, you know, the moment they walk into the building, they are, they are part of it. And and I always, I can't stress this enough. I, I I say this at every concert that we do. I do say it at every show that I do, whether it's a, a, a pantomime or a theatre show. The audience is the most important element of the show because that that is what you know if you just had two guys battling with their uh, robots with nobody around no cheers it doesn't really mean anything it's the same with us being on stage and singing a song without an audience it's just a rehearsal it's just a sound check mm-hmm. so the audience is always the most important component of any show 
and and also they bring it to you know bring it to life and bring it to the next level and 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 my experience of the extreme robots audience is they're brilliant they're amazing they're loud um and that's what you want that's what you need and it's just they're just it's just the best because it's families of all ages and and that's what you love to see and it's people that are really passionate about this and and keeping it going as well you know uh, I, I i i thank myself i th thank myself no i thank uh, I count my blessings every day that I'm still doing what I'm doing all these years later. And, and sometimes we kind of go, I can't believe we're still doing this. I can't believe there's still so many people that want to come along and see what we're doing. So I'm I'm eternally grateful for the audiences that we have. And as I'm sure, uh, you know, you're very grateful for the, the, the amazing Extreme Robots audiences. And Absolutely, it, mate. It, it Absolutely. Is, it's, it's quite a legacy. I mean, like, obviously, it's been going for a year, for decades Well, now. it is indeed. such a rabid audience. It's amazing. 23rd year. The twenty third year, and this year we have passed over a quarter of a million tickets sold. Oh wow, that's incredible! That's pretty we good. Plaque, so things can see. Well, no, plaque. you need a, you need one of these. You I'll have the Brit Award. I'll take the Brit Award. That's fine. I'll stick it. Yeah, down we could here, do so. it. We could do it. Um, if, if you you could have this on the front of one of the the the, the, the that'd be <laughs> yeah. decent, that wouldn't it? Oh, well, what's on stage well, nominations look a bit crap now, don't they? Chris? Yeah. <laughs> well, say, this would be the most effective. In like, but it is glass. So it's, it's quite an interesting glass. looking one. Mate. I am saying yeah. absolutely yeah. nothing. You, you need back, to, really if you, yeah. I mean, if you're just listening to this, I would say just go online. Just, uh, <laughs> no, no, don't, 25, don't do anything. No, don't, <laughs> don't do anything that Chris is going to ask you to do about. If your what mind goes somewhere like. else for that. That's <laughs> you and not the award, like. <laughs> That's I know our audience. It's a, it's a reflection on all of us, Mark. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So we're looking at, uh, we're looking ahead, obviously, to the 2024 UK tour and I'm very, yeah. very excited to all of that. But what about yourself? What's 2024 going to bring for you, my friend? Well, um, we, we've been going hard at it for many, many years now and haven't really stopped um, since we got back together with the fourth member of Anne Paul. Uh, we've been touring all over the world. And so, it, so we've been pretty much nonstop and uh, juggling a lot of balls up in the air. So I'm kind of taking a bit of time this year uh, to just take stock and, and review what I'm doing and and not not putting so much pressure on myself to, to, to always have something lined up. Uh, and it's not... It's, it's something that all of us sort of performers have in us that we just want to constantly work. And I do love that. Uh, and, I, and I'm really grateful that I've been able to go from one thing to another. But sometimes you just need to take a moment to just recharge your batteries and just, you know, uh, and, and also look back at what you've done. And I'm at a point now where I'm kind of looking back at what we've achieved and I'm, and, and, mm. and yeah. And, and I guess that could be part of getting older as well. Um, but, but I, I, I'm, I'm not a dad or I don't have a family or anything like that, but I'm at a point where I kind of want to start thinking about settling down and, so, so I'm I'm gonna just slow down a little bit. I was just gonna just say, actually, Mark. Months. I mean, I've seen you know we've talked about it, and I've seen all the the footage from the tour that you guys went on last year around Asia and so on. And you're playing these huge spaces with you know yeah. people that absolutely love what you're doing. And I suppose in a way, when you're so busy and you're you are on so many planes traveling around, do you really get a chance to appreciate that, or do you need the moment like you're talking now to actually look back at those pictures and go, look what we did. Well, this this time round, we've we've really been enjoying it a lot more. We've been, and it's actually been more something that Paul said when he came back. The way he looks at it now is just like 
four old friends coming back together and just hanging out and doing some gigs together. So there isn't the same pressure. Back in the day, we had the pressure that every next song had to be a number one and everyone had to do better than the last one, which is ridiculous. We put so much pressure on ourselves and we were only young. And uh, now it's just about appreciating it, having fun, enjoying it. And it's, it's, it's you know, I guess you could liken it to another wrestling reference is liken it to Edge going back, going to AEW to hang out with his mate his mate Christian, uh, you know, he's not at the level that he was in the WWE in by any stretch, um, but he's with his, one of his best friends and he's having a good time. So, oh, what have we got here? Hey! It's really yeah. what you're yeah. saying about being on stage with your friends. And I'm, you know, I don't want to get yeah. soppy about this and it, I'm, I'm annoyed that he's kind of listening in a way, but like when we do the show, you know, the Extreme Robots tour and I'm out the front doing commentary once the fights have started and I literally look to my to my left as it often seems to be the way and you know one of my friends for 20 plus years is stood next to me and we're stood in front of you know a thousand plus people just having a laugh and making each exactly. other laugh um yeah. in a professional manner um and, <laughs> it's and why i always give so much very... props to the roboteers because we're just two shaved chimps that they wheel out in front and we shout and <laughs> we shout about them and we shout about the robots and and yes there is an art to it and like we discussed with andy a yeah. couple of weeks ago andy andy collins there, there is you know could because we had 25 minutes where two robots were stuck together and we had nothing to do mark and you know as well as i do the 25 minutes of dead air is that... well that's that's 25 minutes too many <laughs> yeah i gained another hernia during that time that's what i was saying did so. you just like put over the 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 the, the system like that classic french <laughs> I, I, in my head it was definitely doing that. Um, but no we're quite lucky now that um you know going back to the production side of it we have a few tricks up our sleeve uh that we've developed over the years as you learn about these things and we've got you know amazing people like Gemma and Jamie and the team backstage that are mm -hmm. able to go backstage and speak to people and bring stuff up on the screens working on the robots so it was dead air in terms of fighting but it wasn't dead air in terms of things going no. on with the yeah, show and no, actually course, the audience yeah. seemed to really enjoy it which yeah. is lovely because yeah. they're seeing behind the curtain you know you've exactly. been on enough tv programs and, you, yeah. and yeah. yourself i love yeah, those be... moments as i'm sure you do too whenever whenever you're in part of a theater production it's when things go wrong that you kind of you know you're yeah really... Yeah, I realise how fast those. my heart can run at that point in yeah, time. But you know, absolutely. you don't you don't yeah. see that when you see these TV shows, and and or, you know, you know the editing process, having both been on that side of things, and and there is no buzz like performing in front of a live mm. audience. But also, I think an audience love that situation where they go, yes. "Do you remember when we went to see that show?" And that didn't happen anywhere yeah, else, exactly. you know. And and that's yeah, that's really, quite exciting. Really, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, well, and but. Uh, I, I don't want to just make it sound like I'm I'm uh, uh, just doing sitting on my hands doing nothing. I, I am, like a lot of people, enjoying a bit of time off in January. But then we do have a lot of gigs coming up. And we've just booked another one in Asia, which is a bit of an exclusive there. But I'm not going to say where because uh, it hasn't been announced yet. So, but we Very will exciting. be coming back to that. We will be going back to that part of the year, uh, the, the world this year. Uh, we've, we're, we're part of a big documentary. That's another exclusive I'm dropping here, um, that, but that hasn't been announced yet. So I can't give too much away about that. But what that has given me the opportunity to do is to go back through the archives and look at all the footage of us when we first started out. And it's been so much fun. And um, that's kind of really what's put me in this kind of reflective mood because you look back and how, as you were saying, you know, 23 years with the robots and but with the band as well, 
that time just goes by and and sometimes mm. you need to take a look back at what you've done over the years and stuff so it's been a really fun time for me uh, uh looking back and looking at old pictures and very old cringy um music videos and stuff like that um uh yeah so there is there's lots coming up but i'm just enjoying a bit of time off at the beginning of the year and but as there is some time off i will definitely be coming to see the shows well, um, yes, indeed. Area. It's going to be slightly later in, in the year. So we, we mm. start, of course, in, in May this year. Mark, if I may ask, is it from a songwriter's perspective, because you've been uh, doing some, some masterclasses recently. And yes, I'm aware oh, that yes. I'm a, somebody from Newcastle who says masterclass. It's the weirdest thing. But um, <laughs> I, can't, I can't say master. No, no, it sounds weird. Uh, so so those kind of, um, do, do those get your creative juices flowing? Are they are they really like a, a buzz at the moment to be teaching other people things that you've learned through the industry? I I I I know both of you have have taught as well, and you've taught a lot of people, and and it is the best feeling because um, I I actually just tried this out recently, and I was very surprised at the turnout of the first one that I did. There was there was over eighty people. Um, and I know that doesn't seem like a lot, but when you're just like, you know, when you're teaching uh, a songwriting like, seminar, that's it is. a lot of like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> from a, Mate, I've done music from a band. People in the audience and that. So yeah, that's a lot of people to teach. So it was actually, I, 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 I was really happy with the turnout, and I turned it into sort of like a presentation, and just, but I also gave everybody off uh, like themes and opportunities to actually write a song, and it's the best feeling. Um, it was good fun, but then after that, the nicest thing was is a lot of people hung around, and I, and it was by a by a beach um and people were sitting on the beach afterwards writing together and writing lyrics oh, so that's, nice it was like that's well, they, very they actually, cool they're walking away inspired to actually straight away imply uh, apply what i've said um and i've had many of them since come back uh and send me songs and um there was this young lad uh, uh who who was very brave he he at the end of the masterclass said can i just play a song and he brought his guitar out and uh, he just, uh, you know, sung a whole song. And then he came to uh, where I just did Panto recently. He did the same again. He said, oh, I've got another song. Can I just sit down and play it for you? I was like, yeah, sure. Mate, Ed Sheeran it. follows I'm... you everywhere. Yeah, I, I wish I'd, I'd sign him <laughs> up. But, um, but yeah, so it's it's the best thing, you know, like, like I, I feel like I have got a lot of experience behind me that I, 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 I am able to sort of pass a lot of that on. Um, but so much of it is is it's a lot of luck and it's a lot of being in the right place, right time. It's a lot of networking. And, and I actually did say that networking is such one of the biggest parts of actually succeeding. You've got to you've got to put a lot of time into your craft as, as your um, roboteers will know. You've, you've got to know what you're talking about. You've got to uh, put in the hard work. But also getting yourself out there is a very, very big part of it. And that's why I think having a community like you have. Is, is is such an important thing because it's that community spirit and it's getting to new meet new people and stuff which helps you to develop what you're doing you know it's no it's no good if you're just at home in your garage making a robot on your own uh you've got to get and it's the same with writing a song if, if i just write a song on my own here but i don't actually find a way to actually connect with other writers other performers and get my music out there then it's it's never going to be heard so uh networking is a such an important part of of what we do really and and community you know just having friends that do it and and uh and and uh, you know we've all had the chance to work together obviously i've worked with you chris many times and um it's the best feeling no, when you actually I'm not get sure we've ever do... worked together mark we've spent no, a lot of time know. together we've never actually done a project together were you, well, were you on eugenius at some point because somewhere that that's technically a link it is i was at the very beginning I mean, 
we work together on extreme robots so I well yeah of course there you go that takes the, the, the that's the best thing we could have done so. <laughs> yeah but um but no i'm going off on a tangent now but i i just want to like highlight the importance of the the community aspect of what you do and it's the most important thing because you know uh, that's how you, you your skills grow by working with other people i, I never think that i know it all I'm, I'm still even though i have taught people about songwriting uh, I'm still I still learn with everybody that I work with every time I work with a new actor or the new director I, I, I take on board like like a sponge and I think that's that's very important I, I have a lot of respect for those for those roboteers uh, as well just, just because of the amount of the the smallest little things as as we know from from a, from a musical entertainment perspective one cable can mean everything goes wrong in yeah. the same way that in a robot. Can you imagine that the stakes inside that block of metal of one cable going wrong? Yeah, I think I think the best we, thing we can do is to, you know, to give them a, a good uh, sort of intro into the arena, whether it be music or talking about them and let them mm. do their expertise. And, and, and that's the best thing we can do really is celebrate all of their hard work. And it is hard work. It is, you know, often as you said mark earlier on months and months and months of work and that doesn't stop because every time we have a show things happen and they have to do it again and again i've and got again. an idea go on let's say at some point in the future of extreme robots we have a live band in the arena playing the music well I reckon because we've already something... we, you know there's a musician here right here uh well this say? is something mark that's i used to float very often because at nxt we often would have live performances to open mm. the takeovers and so i was always down with that but unfortunately Corey taylor from slipknot won't return my calls so uh, i don't <laughs> i don't really <laughs> don't really know he was all he was all up in my grill when i was at nxt but he's not so into robots <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? You two do that and I'll play the spoons in the background. So that'd be, nice. that'd be it. <laughs> but I mean, like having that live element would just add another thing. I know that you've got so much to think about with a big production like that. But I, I would imagine like a building up to a special where you actually have a live band accompanying what's going on. That would be. I think fine. I think that maybe that should be saved for a special, maybe one-off ro combat Ooh. robot festival or something, or maybe a huge event, Chris, that we might be talking about for the future. You never know, Absolutely. Eh? Mate, yeah. the amount of conversation that we've been exciting. having and phone calls lately, it is... It's super exciting at the moment. It's really, really this is, good. This is the exciting time of the year, because, and not just from our perspective as well, which is a lot of creative stuff and a lot of, I mean, I, I literally just got off the phone before we, we, we started this about a new element that we're adding to the show. So it, Chris, Chris is really good about this, and Mark, you will understand this as well as being essentially a self-employed performer, being, you know, you are your own business, is mm. that Extreme Robots doesn't stop just because we're not on tour. We, we mm. are, everything goes in, the prep goes in, as you would, to draw a comparison, the rehearsals, the mm. um, the rigging has to be done. Everything has to be planned. Everything from the performance to the lighting, to the sound, to the explosions, to cameras, it all has to be factored in. And that's the, I think, the exciting part of this time of the year is that, like yourself, I've been a house husband the last three weeks and it's been wonderful i've been walking the dog and making dinner for the boys it's been great but i know that once we go back on tour 
all guns blazing, oh, yeah. firing on all cylinders. And you will know that as well. So it's nice sometimes to have these moments to go, I can just sit oh, at home yeah. today and do some do some writing or do something. I'm a big advocate for a staycation. I'm enjoying my staycation right now. But then <laughs> I realise I have to... Then I realise yeah. I have to do things like fixing leaking taps and stuff like that. You know, once you've been at home for a while, you're like, oh, you start noticing things that you haven't done already. So um, real life kicks sure in, mate. Right? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, well, we did. Uh, we had be... one of those moments where everybody spoke at the same time, and no matter how much you pause, <laughs> welcome exactly to the, the internet, my again. friends. This is <laughs> yeah. this is the, oh, we, the horror. In the in the lockdown, we used to do the old uh, live performances, and people would say, "Oh, try and sing a song together." Yeah, yeah, it's not going to work. Not Go in on, a million see, years. Yeah. And then you, we actually no. did, and it was hilarious because everybody's a line out, and it's just brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Well, this is the unfortunately the the um. Well, uh, do you know what I say? Unfortunately, the fact that we are all sat here and able to talk about music and robots mm-hmm. and wrestling like this, and everybody is able to, whether on YouTube, music or, and robots and wrestling—that's a podcast I want to hear. <laughs> there you go, covering all bases there. I think that's pretty much what we've done today, uh, gentlemen. Um, Chris, is there anything uh, from from you for for your for your dear friend Mark? Because I know that you guys have a have a long history together, and you've you've worked together an awful lot as well. But uh, Chris, you mentioned to me uh, earlier on that um, that obviously very nice of you to say that look across to your left and see me, and, and that, that that's fine, and I'll carry you through it if you forget. But um, <laughs> but for but for for Mark, I suppose. Was it was it completely was it completely different? How many people have you presented with, and and how many times is it? Does it change the dynamic? Because just to draw a comparison, I wanted to mention this earlier on. We've all dealt with understudies, right? Mm. And sometimes, particularly in the West End, you will get on stage. And I did uh, my third day as Buddy in the West End. I mean, just come off the tour, came on stage, and went, "Oh, everybody's playing different parts tonight, are they?" Because the people who were talking to me in once one character were not doing it the next night. And I often think as presenters, and Chris having done this so long, like what was it like all of a sudden going, oh, Mark's presenting now? Is it a completely new dynamic? Does it change it? Does it make it more exciting? Of course it does. I mean, it's always exciting because you, you know, you said it's that that new energy of how is this going to play out? Because, you know, mm-hmm. we've all got friends that we get on very well with, but working with them is obviously a very different thing. And that doesn't mm-hmm. always, doesn't always play out. Now the advantage that Mark and I has is that we have exhaustive conversations about a number of topics, whether it be films or wrestling or Mark's newfound love of horror. Oh. I should just say oh. he's, he's, he's literally, I mean, I've been watching horror literally since I was, a baby mm. when my sister used to babysit me and leave Nightmare on Elm Street on and I'd be clapping along to Freddy Krueger and Mark when we first met wasn't really into it and now he messages no, me on a regular no. basis have you seen this film and I'm like yeah. no have you seen this film so I've got a list of Mark uh, related horror films uh, to look through now so I knew that we could carry off sort of rapport with each other um, and actually what I really enjoyed was watching Mark have that rapport with the audience and, and feeding off because he's got expertise and has played to crowds that I can't even, you know, dream of playing in front of. So to actually watch how he handles that environment and take to it like a duck to water was was just lovely. And it, and it does. You learn something every time. Um, it's so much nicer for me to have somebody alongside me because, you know, I think I do OK at, at my job, but you you do need somebody to bounce off at times you know that's why that's why there are so many great double acts throughout history particularly in comedy because you need that rapport and you need someone yeah yeah. (laughs) you went straight to the top (laughs) there's no coming back from that more wise i've got a chance 
<laughs> but um, you know, and and it's 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 so important to have that for me, and and that's why I've loved working with with both of you. And you know, I had a, a time working with Trev, and what was great about working with Trev was he was just my human punch bag for two hours, <laughs> so I could just wind Trev, him up. Yeah, the director of yeah. so the got yes. my basically Never. my boss, my <laughs> boss for two hours. He just had to take me winding him up for two hours, and there was nothing he could do about it. Honestly, whatever your career is, find a situation where you can do that. It's a, it's, it's, it's the best stress reliever in the world. Oh, I bet. I bet. <laughs> well, Mark, um, we're going to have to love you and leave you in a moment. We will quickly, though, mm. take a look at the rundown for the Extreme nice. Robots UK Tour. Doncaster. Come on, Mark. You're in, off to Newcastle. Come on. April. Yeah, yeah go on. Spe- uh, Guildford Spectrum on June 15th and 16th. And then we are back to my God's country, of course, Newcastle Virgin Motors Arena on July 6th and 7th, followed by Colchester in September, Maidstone again in October, and rounding off the tour in Cheltenham on November 9th and 10th. Mark, thank you ever That's so fantastic. much for joining us See today. you in Guildford. See yes, Guildford. If we're not somewhere else in the world, I'll see you there. We'll try no, and fit you in, mate. It's very busy. Oh, it is, sorry, sorry. Well, it is particularly busy this year for anybody who's listening near Guildford because the Sunday is Father's Day. And that means that it is very, very busy. And we might even have an extra special thing for Father's Day this year. Oh, we might indeed. I'm not going to let so it go. I'm not, I'm not revealing about documentaries and gigs in Asia. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who would do that? Um, Mark, it's been absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us. And rather myself and Chris, Asia. it's just Thanks it's so great much, to... Mate. It's well, I was saying point. at the start, next time we do this, if, if there's oh, a yes. hopefully, I'll get the studio on, I'll get the keyboards and I'll give you a little breakdown of the tracks and like anatomy of a track and how I build up the music. That'd be amazing. I'll, I'll come in a lot more prepared next time. Well, Mark, there is always the facility, you know, you mentioned about learning about restream and streaming and all of that. We could always have you as a guest on one of the streams if you'd like to uh, to put it yeah, out live. That would be awesome. even better if people could join us live for that. That'd be that'd pretty be fantastic. As long as we don't have to sing together. I mean, that, that's not that's not because I don't want to sing with you. No, I just I, I, I don't want to be two beats behind or in front. <laughs> Amazing! Thank you so much, boys, and for everybody who's been listening. Thank you so much for all of your shares, for all of your downloads, and all of your streams of reactivate the extreme robots podcast and so far we are available across all good podcast platforms and on youtube with the video versions of this and we will see you next time for some more reactivate